0: Ready for an author interview here as we're talking today with author Eric Borsik, author of the book American Animals. This is a coming-of-age true, true crime memoir centered around three childhood friends. We're going to learn about that story here uh, with Eric. And good morning, Eric. How are you today?
1: Oh, good morning, Brent. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. And where are you speaking to us from?
1: I'm speaking from Brooklyn. Uh, seems like it's turning into a bit of a war zone out here, but, uh, but I'm hunkered down.
0: Well, tell us uh, more about you and um, just yourself, Eric, because uh, this book is about you and uh, your friends, and, you know, take us through um, kind of the story, if you will.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it all started my freshman year of college at the University of Kentucky in uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and uh, I was a freshman, like I said, uh, a bit disillusioned, a bit, uh, you know, trying to figure out who I was and, and find my place in the world, and, uh was feeling a little bit lost, and um, around that sort of perfect storm of a time, a friend of mine, a uh, best friend, actually approached me uh, about uh, an art heist he wanted to commit. And uh, <laughs> for whatever reason, I uh, I joined the gang, and um, it was all kind of a uh, history after that.
0: Now, this book um, is into a a motion picture film right now i know it's at the sundance film festival um and was released in the united states um so take us through um this this whole story uh so you you're looking to pull off an art heist and just just how do this i mean how did you get all involved with this and um, you know kind of break all that down
1: yeah sure um yeah like you said there was a film uh the same name as the book american animals uh came out uh film actually came out first um it's on hbo now if anyone wants to check it out and you can find other places as well but uh but yeah so um so yeah like i said freshman in college um this uh this thing sounded exciting Uh, my a couple couple of my best friends uh said they had kind of worked it all out and they just needed a a third man to kind of. Joined the team, and uh, I was actually in school uh, for accounting. I was actually looking to go into the FBI, um, not uh, not be hunted by the FBI. But uh, but yeah, so uh, it sounded exciting, and um, I think you know, for us, um, it was just a fantasy at first, just sort of an idea that we were just kind of playing with. Never actually thought it would actually happen, um, but we just kept kind of pushing this fantasy along a little. Further, a little further here and there, um, until we got to a point where we um, and we had to make a decision, and we uh, and we essentially couldn't turn back.
0: So, what actually happened during the heist itself? Where, where did you go, and what exactly what you were you looking to accomplish?
1: Yeah, so um, so one of the guys in my crew, he had already established connections in Europe. He uh, he had a place to sell the stuff, and he said, you know, it's going to be this this easy job um, you know, you're good with this kind of stuff, these, these schematics um, um, yeah, that, that's kinda why I got involved um, but uh, but yeah, so pretty much it was a university special collections museum at uh, Transylvania University um, also in Lexington, Kentucky uh, where I was going to school at the University of Kentucky, same city um, and pretty much he said, you know, after, after A year of of, of planning Uh, all we have to do is make an appointment Um, there's just one librarian guarding this stuff and um, and yeah like I said you know we never really actually thought we would do it we just kept kind of pushing this idea along a little further a little further um, until one day I'm actually um, in a museum robbing it and uh, I was 19 years old and um, yeah it's it's, um, something that you know changed my life and the lives of others uh, forever
0: so you did get caught. Um, talk about the, the aftermath of everything, um, the feeling whenever that did come down, and, and what happened as a result of this.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The, the, <clears throat> the more we went along, the more we kind of all realized that we were doing this for um, you know, some other reason other than money. It wasn't really about the money. It was, it was about some other sort of escape, some sort of uh, you know, existential uh, escape, if you will, and um so honestly for us at the time of the arrest when the fbi you know swat team kicked down my my door to the house i was living in on on campus um you know it it was a relief honestly um you know i had been um going down this this bad road this 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 wrong path and um i knew i had to get off of it and and for me getting arrested you know at that time uh uh like i said i was i was uh, well, I, I just turned 20 at that time um it was the best thing that uh that honestly ever happened to me it really changed my life uh for the better um going down a, a bad path and um you know it, it really for me was was the, the wake-up call that, that i really needed
0: now I, I read here that it says you went to to prison for seven years am, am i understanding correctly you wrote this book in prison
1: yeah, so I went to uh, federal prison. It was the FBI. Uh, in the federal prison system, you have to do at least 85% of your sentence. So there's no uh, getting out on parole, you know, early and stuff like that. So, so I ended up doing over six years of that seven-year sentence. Um, went in when I was 20, came out when I was 26, almost 27. Um, yeah, I wrote this book um, pretty early on in the sentence. I thing I started when I was about 23, so it's been well over a decade. I'm Thirty-five now, um, but this is a story that's that stuck with me throughout those years. That I just knew I kind of, um, kind of had to get out of me. So now here we finally are, and uh, <laughs> in a whole different time altogether. I didn't expect the the book to come out like this, but uh, but yeah, here we are, uh, many years later.
0: Do you mind me asking, uh, during all this, what happened with you and your family? Did they know what was going on? Um, was it a big shock to them when you were um, when you were caught and arrested by the FBI? I mean, and, and then maybe was there any fallout there? What happened there with you and your family?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm so lucky. I've had such a loving and, and, and understanding family throughout the years. Um, I think that they knew. Um, they could tell that uh, something was wrong with me, that my life wasn't... Um, you know, going the way that, that they had envisioned or, or I had even envisioned. And um, I think they could see that I was taking a, a sort of a dark turn at that point in my life. And, um, you know, so were the other guys as well. Uh, we all were. And, uh, but I don't think they ever expected anything like this, anything quite so drastic, you know, to, to find out, you know, on the morning news that, you know, their, their son and their brother had uh, been arrested by the FBI and he had this other life, you know, that he'd been living for so long. So, but, you know, that said, they've been so loving and supportive, and uh, yeah, I, I, I couldn't ask for uh, for a better family. They've, they've really stuck with me throughout the years, and um, and I think honestly, we're all in a better place now for it.
0: So let's talk about the title itself, "American Animals." What does that what does that symbolize? Where did you get the title idea from?
1: Yeah, so this title came from me sitting in my prison cell for a long time with uh, Darwin's Origin of Species, which was you know one of the books that we that we actually stole during the, the museum heist. Um, and so, yeah, I had a copy sent in um, early on when I first started writing this memoir in prison, and I knew I kind of wanted to somehow relate the, um, you know, this idea of evolution to this sort of, you know, social, um, sort of modern middle American animal. And um, and I grew up in Kentucky, and I came across this quote uh, where Darwin was talking about these these cave creatures uh, that lived in Kentucky caves um, that had stopped evolving their eyes because they lived in complete darkness all the time. And they had no use for eyes anymore. And just when I came across that quote, I just knew that uh, that was that was going to be the title of the book. He refers to these American animals living in Kentucky, and uh, and yeah, that, that's kind of how that evolved.
0: So, catch us up to speed your life now. How old are you? Um, what are you doing with your life currently?
1: I'm 35 years old now, so um, you know this, this is something that's in the distant past for sure, but um, it's still uh, something that um, I don't think I'll ever be able to get away from. But uh, I live in Brooklyn, um, New York, and uh, um, I'm a full-time writer, luckily right now, working on my next book. I you know, um, work freelance articles. Um, I'm also working with a group called Die Jim Crow, um, where the first record label uh, for formerly and currently incarcerated musicians, um, so giving them a voice. Um, we record record labels, uh, we record records in prison and out of prison, we actually go into prisons and record with musicians. Uh, but for me, it was just something that I was really passionate about when I got out of prison. I, I knew what it was like to be an artist, you know, as a writer, trying to find your place in the world. Um, and um, so for me, this was just uh, something that I knew I wanted to
0: be a part of. Where can people find the book today, Eric?
1: Well, yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of bookstores are closed right now, so uh, everything's online. But uh, Amazon's a great place. Um, you can go to IndieBound uh, and uh, yeah, um, get, get it shipped right to your door. Uh, it just came out today, so um, so it's a special day for me.
0: Again, the book is American Animals' A unique perspective from one of the perpetrators of the heist that took place. We're talking with Eric Borsuk today on the program. Eric, thanks for coming on and sharing your story, and um, thanks a lot, and have a good day, okay?
1: Brent, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.